T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily rolls right into hour number two with our buddy and our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, Life of Fitz on Twitter. You can check out his work anytime. Very connected. If you need the latest on K-State, check out Fitz. And uh, we join you here, Fitz, and look ahead to one of, I think, K-State fans' uh, favorite games of the year, Farmageddon, up in Ames this year. I got to tell you, just, you know, and we can look back at last week a little bit as we go along, but just, I, I see this game at Iowa State. I feel like this is a fantastic matchup for K-State this year. It's a two-point spread that has me salivating. Am I missing something? Uh, how concerned are you? I, I love K-State in this game. Uh, I agree, um, but there's something about night games and aims when it's a little bit chilly and they put their black uniforms on and their record in those games is a little bit disturbing. Now, look, I think better teams have filled those roles in the past in this Iowa State team. They've got some real issues. They've got some injuries in their backfield. Uh, Hunter Decker as a quarterback isn't playing as cleanly as they would like him to be. He's completing a lot of passes but turning the ball over too much. Offense can't put up enough points. Defense is pretty darn good. So it's it's going to be an interesting challenge. But uh, if this K-State team comes with the same mentality they did when they went to Norman, they'll be fine. Tim, we talked last week when you were on the show about how Kansas State was able to jump out to that early lead against Oklahoma. That really set the tone for the rest of the game. They were able to do the same thing against Texas Tech, 13 unanswered points in the first quarter against the Red Raiders a week ago. Uh, Clearly, that's an important part of the strategy for Chris Kleiman to get up ahead early uh, and be able to play from ahead. Uh, What do you you credit that to? How are they able to, to do that so well over the last couple of weeks? I think they feel like uh, in preparation, they've got things that will work immediately. That's what we saw this week is they came at uh, Texas Tech with that quarterback run game and some option read that they just couldn't stop. And they quickly made adjustments to try to take it away. And then K-State had to counter a little bit. But I feel like they're really confident in their opening series, their opening script of plays and how they've prepared 
for an opponent and what they're going to see. Uh, it is a change of philosophy because Chris Kleiman has come in and kind of, you know, mirrored what Bill Snyder did for years, the idea that you defer so that you have the possibility maybe to end the first half with the possession and start the second half with the kickoff. Um, and that's I've seen that work a number of times. But this is working right now for K-State. It's the opposite side of the coin. Get up early and make them chase you. Even if they have the same number of possessions, maybe they're, you know, behind you. And, and Texas Tech was never able to take the lead, just like at Oklahoma. But the Red Raiders certainly made it interesting in the second half and in the second quarter also when K-State seemingly let, let up the gas and, and let them back in the game. Tim, Adrian Martinez has unlocked, well, either he has or Colin Klein has. Somebody's unlocked something. And we're going to keep going back to this because it's going to be so critical to this team and what it's able to do. Is Martinez running the way he's running in a designed fashion enough in and of itself to take the pressure off of Deuce Vaughn enough for basically a read option to be the offense, right? I know Adrian Martinez is going to have to pass to pick up third downs and all those things, but I mean, I don't know, at least in the early views of this, I'm not sure opposing defenses are going to be able to stop them. And of course, in college football, we've seen this work for some great college football teams, right? I mean, Cam Newton made a career out of this kind of stuff, but is that you know, read option, you got it. You can't account for both of us at the same time approach enough to be that, you know, offense that we were, you know, early in the season that we wondered about. Like, are, are we there? Is this it? Good question. You know, Chris Kleiman talked about a little bit at his Tuesday press conference that there's going to come a point where they're going to have to throw the ball with more uh, impact on the game and um, just kind of loosen up that defense. We, we saw a little bit at Oklahoma. Texas Tech never really forced K-State to throw it other than the situations you mentioned when they really needed some chunk yardage on maybe third and long and maybe to set a few things up. But, yeah, eventually, and Iowa State might be that team based on what they did with the quarterback run game against Kansas uh, that had been so effective. They go about it entirely differently. But Flyman mentioned that the way they use their back end of their defense makes them more effective against the quarterback run game. And he believes this will probably be the game when Adrian's going to have to sling it a little bit um, and uh, prove that they can open up the defense again. Uh, we'll see. But I, I kind of tend to agree with you. Um, if it was easy to stop the option read, that everyone would be able to do it. And typically the problem is one guy. This problem is both guys are really effective. And right now teams up to this point have been deciding to take away Deuce Vaughn and letting Adrian Martinez run free. I would suspect that's about to end. Um, it's literally pick your poison. Um, and until they can figure out how to tackle both guys, uh, this is going to continue to work to some degree. But I do believe K-State's going to have to throw it with some effect this week. You mentioned the Red Raiders getting back into the game uh, towards the middle part, halftime, third quarter. Uh, and you mentioned that K-State sort of took their foot off the gas a little bit until the fourth quarter, 17 points to, to close out the game and, and win by that nine-point margin. When it comes to the defense for Kansas State, being able to lock down for four quarters, we know how solid and, and stout that their defense typically is. That's part of the identity of what Chris Kleiman has there. Uh, for them to be able to play a four full quarters of lockdown defense, what's that going to take? 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because as good as this defense has been, they've given up some points these last two weeks against pretty good offenses, mind you. But um, yeah, I think the really key here is this defense continues to get crucial stops and crucial turnovers. Um, and that's what they did to Texas Tech this weekend. They took the ball away at really key time, including after an onside kick gave Tech a little bit of life there at the end. They were able to get the takeaway. So uh, they're they're going to have to be a little bit more consistent, though. Uh, and and while they've kind of not given up huge chunk yardage other than the first half of the Oklahoma game, they are kind of getting nickeled and dime quite a bit. So we'll see. Uh, I think this is a really good matchup for K-State, the fact that going back and watching Iowa State tape against Kansas, the line was really bad. Uh, you know, Coach Campbell goes to a press conference and says, I think the line's fine, and I'm like, you might want to consult some other people because they really got pushed around by Kansas, and I think we're going to see K-State bring three- and four-man rush throughout this game and, and try to force Deckers to throw it because he tends to throw it into trouble. Um, we'll see if that works, but certainly K-State proved this past weekend with six sacks out of two guys that they they can get after the quarterback with limited help from, um, you know, too much blitzing. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, Life of Fitz on Twitter, joining us, our K-State insider. Always appreciate these conversations each and every Thursday here on Sports Daily. Fitz, this is a really interesting Big 12 slate this week. We've got game day going to Lawrence, which is awesome for this state. Uh, we've got four games on the slate, and the least interesting is the Red River rivalry game at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> How wild is that? It's crazy. And and I think what um, you know, really the Big 12, uh, the other eight are – kind of always stirred up about was that this game was designated for ABC before the start of the season. So it didn't matter what they did on the field. They were going to get the best time slot. And while recognizing that Oklahoma and Texas do have the biggest following in this conference and the biggest kind of built in TV audience, um, not admitting that, uh, you know, the rest of the conference watching these games plays a role in ratings and the network slot plays a very significant role in ratings. I mean, uh, I'll admit this right now. The better game is KUTCU, but it's on FS1, and the Red River will get better ratings because mom and pa up in, I don't know, Idaho flipping around have a Nielsen ratings, and they, and they just stop on NBC to watch the game. So, I, you know, I, I find it frustrating that these two teams have so many advantages um, because of their history, but it's constantly reinforced with better time slots and ability to pull better ratings. It, it is what I keep calling the self-fulfilling prophecy of TV ratings. You know, you, you give these teams the best slots, yeah, they're going to get the best rating. They probably would anyhow in given even circumstances, but the gap, the chasm wouldn't be so big between them. I hope KU and TCU has better ratings. I just don't see it happening, uh, but it is the far superior game. And at, at, in that 11 a.m. slot, and I hope people will, you know, be watching that. And I find myself in a strange position to being a spokesman for the KU Jayhawks. <laughs> Fitz, we were talking earlier in the week um, about kind of the teams that we feel like have risen to the top of the Big 12. And, of course, you know, we mentioned KU, K-State. Oklahoma State, I feel like, hasn't gotten a lot of, of talk recently. Like, all Mike Gundy has done is just put together another solid, 
you know, top 15, top 10 in the country squad there with the Cowboys. How do you feel about Oklahoma State? And are there any other teams that were, were missing as far as being at the very top of the Big 12? Well, I got to tell you, I, I can't believe the transformation we've seen with Mike Gundy. You know, he's kind of gone from the young firebrand to maybe the old wise coast of the conference, which um, typically you'd prefer your wise leaders not have mullets, but that's okay. I, I disagree off, with so. that statement. I don't agree with that <laughs> at all. I quite frankly take offense you know to what? it. You know what? I'm going to change my stance. I'm with you. You want more leaders with mullets. There you go. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But <clears throat> Mike Gundy has really – this was kind of a rebuilding year. I thought they'd be pretty good with faith in Gundy, but I, I didn't see them winning a Baylor like that. And Baylor's going through some transition here, a little you know, growing pains. I still think the Bears are really good. They've just run into two opponents that had a number. Maybe K-State will be able to do that later in the season. Uh, but I do – find it um i think the word i want to use is charming that the media picked um kansas and texas tech to be the bottom two in the conference tcu was in the bottom half of the conference k-state was smack dab in the middle of the conference um they got all that wrong i mean it looks like those might be four of the better teams in this conference in fact uh i love the big 12 so much the game with the biggest spread, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Keep an eye on that one. I've got a weird feeling about that game. Come Texas Tech coming off of um, a disappointing loss on the road that they thought they should have won, and then Oklahoma State coming off a big win that might be a little distracting. This conference is so much fun this season. There are no gimmies. Every game is going to be chaos, um, and that's why I'm reluctant to say that uh, K State at a two-point favorite is, you know should be a bigger favorite at Iowa State because I think it's going to be a real showdown. I, I Well, I, I, <clears throat> Iowa State to me is I, – I just and here's why I feel that way. Iowa State has struggled offensively, and I do think, even though K-State's given up some points, they're one of the top two to three defenses in the league. I just – I think it's going to be hard for Iowa State to score. That's why I like that. Yeah. You know, maybe they can do something because they're a good defense and maybe they make it difficult and all those things that just, you know, if if K-State can score three touchdowns, I think Iowa State's in real trouble here. Uh, but that that's where I lean there. But yeah, Iowa State at home. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and here's the other thing. And I'm and, and you were just talking about, you know, the league top to bottom. I, I was I was talking yesterday with a K-Stater in the TV office and I said it feels like a year that the Big 12 title game will feature no unbeaten team and probably a team with mm-hmm. a loss and maybe another team with, like, two losses. Do, do you feel that way? It feels like we're not going to see anybody run the table in this league. It, it's too deep. It's too deep without that elite team, you know, that, that is just a step ahead of everyone else and can survive a close game or two. Um, I don't think any in the, anyone in this league is, you know, probably playoff-worthy. Uh, and I say that with all respect to the team I cover. That might be the best team in the conference, but um, what I've seen so far from Kansas State tells me this is a pretty good team, but top four? Uh, no. Yeah, they would be top 12, possibly, um, if the playoff consisted of that, but um, not where they're at right now. And with that said, this team has a whole other gear on both sides of the ball that we haven't seen, and Sometimes special teams takes a backseat. They've got a 
an elite level at which they're capable of playing that we haven't seen. We saw glimpses maybe at Oklahoma, but overall, I think pairing the offense and defense together, K-State has an opportunity to be really special. They just got to discover it. Yeah, and and I wonder too, because Tulane might have been that stumble, right? If that was the stumble and, and showed them what right. they needed to, but I'm with you. I don't think anybody's in the playoff here, and they wouldn't get, K-State could win out and probably not get in with a loss to Tulane anyway. But, right. I mean, it's it, it seems like if we're looking at the league and all of this, if, you know, if we're forced to write down who who is the best team in this league right now, I I think that conversation at the moment centers around Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I, mean, it, I, I think. Well, TCU. Right. So TCU is a wild card here. And, and I know KU fans will say, hey, hey, you know, look, look over here. But if, you know, and, and maybe that plays out and maybe TCU's the one. I just did it. I just, let's talk about TCU because I just did it, right? I just overlooked TCU. And they look, they look good. Is TCU, like, what, are we, are we making a mistake there by calling Oklahoma State and Kansas State the favorite? I mean, is it just too early? Uh, it, no, it, it's not. I, as we said today, I would agree with that. I, and I think the winner of, TCU and Kansas will be in a, a really strong position. Kansas needs to win this game, and here's why. Look at the back of their schedule. Yeah, they're on this great three-game home streak, a home stand that you know they, they're selling it all out. Um, they're picking up wins. Uh, they better get to 6-0 now because the schedule makers have been finishing with four out of six on the road in this conference uh, and some really challenging games in that mix, including one, in, one of the games in Lawrence. Oklahoma State, someone. They've got someone really tough in, in Lawrence. Um, it's going to be really exceedingly difficult from here forward, uh, particularly if they take an L this weekend and have their confidence dented. So this is a big game for Kansas. I think I'm more of a believer in this KU team than a lot of people, uh, particularly after seeing their defense win a game for the most part. Some fortune there um, that special teams at Iowa State were so bad. But when you start to get some momentum to your program, it's weird. You get the good luck, and it's happening to Kansas right now. Uh, but, yeah, this this conference is wide open, but I would agree with your assessment right now. The teams with the biggest upside, the least um, – the, the more to show still ahead of them are Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I think we've seen really the best of Kansas. At least that's my assessment as an outsider. Um, I'm uncertain about TCU. I'm kind of baffled by TCU more than Kansas, to be honest. But uh, <clears throat> there's there's some really solid teams in this league from top to bottom, um, and it's quite possible the Oklahoma Sooners are one of the worst, and that cannot be explained by man or science. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something we'll see. It's an interesting slate of games. We're going to learn a lot about TCU. We're going to learn about Kansas. We're going to learn a lot about Kansas State. Oklahoma State, it's it's all there for us this weekend. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about this weekend of the Big 12. Maybe the best we've had thus far, just looking at the slate of games. All right, Fitz, what do you guys have up at Go Power Cat that people need to check out before Saturday night? Well, our pregame uh, podcast, our preview of the game, went up this morning. We got Thursdays are our big day over there. A lot of free content um, for people to look at, including our um, betting advice, which is you know never as good as I'd it would be according to my wallet um, and other things that we've got going previewing the game as we really kick it into gear leading up to 6.30 at Ames um, and if you miss out on any coverage Saturday morning we'll have what we call our 
our preview hub that has all of our links to everything we've done so you can get caught up on game day morning. A lot of free content for everyone to enjoy. All right. Go to uh, gopowercat.com for that. You can follow Fitz at Life of Fitz on Twitter. Tim, uh, enjoy it. Farmageddon's a fun one. We'll see if the cats can keep this thing rolling. Love Farmageddon. I don't love the drive to Ames. Yeah, well, that's all right. We'll survive it. You'll be you'll be all right. All right. There goes Tim Fitzgerald. Always appreciate those weekly visits. Uh, we'll do this each and every Thursday. It's a great year to do it because the cats are rolling and they're looking good right now. We'll do it again next week. We'll come back. We'll continue on Sports Daily. Jake Balrock, Tommy Caster. Don't go anywhere. It's time to get back to the sports talk. All right, let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, rolling right along. Always a jam-packed Thursday edition. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in the news, um, as is Tom Brady. Don't want to get too much into Tom Brady's news because, quite frankly, I don't care. Uh, (laughs) But Aaron Rodgers saying that, essentially, um, his career may hang on the development of the young receivers that currently play for the Packers. Romeo Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson, two young guys uh, that they've drafted and spent some draft capital on. But it it relates to Tom Brady in the sense that Tom Brady's going through something off the field right now that may be impacted by his decision to play longer and and may, quite frankly, have make him play even longer, right? What what do, how long do you think now with both of these circumstances, while very different, and again, we don't need to tread too much into Brady's situation, but it is a situation that could affect how long he plays football. How long are we going to are we going to get these guys? Because they're still playing at such a high level. Now, Brady is much older than Rodgers for all intents and purposes. Uh, Brady feels like a guy who would play longer than Rodgers anyway. How long can these guys go, do you think, and play at the level they're currently playing, which is really high? Uh, I mean, at this point, Tom Brady could play until he's 50, you know, or I, I, right? Like, I don't can't know. He, I, I, I hate that he's going through something in his personal life off the field. I don't like that for anybody. Uh, but for us as football fans, I, I, I think he could do it too. I, there, there has never been anything – in his game and the way he plays, like age has not impacted his game at all. And Rodgers is that way too. And don't just think quarterbacks can age like that. Remember Ben Roethlisberger, right? Uh, Remember how age affected Cam Newton. Remember how age affected Peyton Manning, Montana, Peyton Manning, right? I mean, Manning on that last Super Bowl would maybe is his worst year as a, as a quarterback. 
Eli Manning get affected. Like some of the greats of recent years, Philip Rivers lost something. Matt Ryan has clearly lost something, and we're watching that happen in real time. Uh, Russell Wilson has clearly lost something. Rodgers and Brady haven't. I mean, they've been the front runners for the MVP the last two years, right? If if it's going to be something off the field, it feels like that takes these guys away. I, I just can't. Like, I sit here and I read those quotes, and, like, I'm trying to imagine getting to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, Brady can't cut it anymore, or Rodgers can't cut it anymore. I mean, they've aged better than any quarterbacks we've ever seen, right? Am I forgetting anybody playing at the level that that these guys are this late in their careers? No, no, not at all. I, I saw a picture um, that, you know, widely circulates around social media a while back, and it was a side-by-side photo of Tom Brady and then I believe it was George Blanda on the other side. And Blanda was like 45 when he was you know, still playing quarterback. But Blanda looked like he was about 80 in that picture. Uh, and just the side-by-side comparison of the way that he looked and the way that Tom Brady looks now at 45 is, I mean, flat-out remarkable. Um, and, you know, I, I never, going back to Aaron Rodgers, I never... Aaron Rodgers has never struck me as the kind of quarterback that would play to 45. And I, he even said as much like he, I don't think he necessarily that's going to be him. Um, but I, I do think that depending on the way that the Packers continue to develop the young talent and what ends up happening, like why would, why would guys like Rodgers or Brady want to play for teams that, you know, potentially aren't playoff teams. Like they don't want to do that. They want to go to where the best opportunity is to win a Super Bowl or not play at all. And so I don't know. Like I, I, I certainly think that, you know, we've seen Brady play to 45 and, you know, potentially he can, you know, he'll be able to do that longer. I've never really gotten that same sort of indication from Rodgers. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, and and you don't want to say like Brady loves the game more because I don't I don't necessarily buy that either. I think Rogers loves the game, right? It, Brady is wired, and his he wears his a little bit more. Brady's a outwardly. maniac. Like you can just flat out say Brady's a maniac. C- correct, and I don't know that Rogers is that, but I know that Rogers is a savant of the game, right? Like he he does understand it and process it and all of those things. But it see, it does seem like it will be easier at whatever point for Rodgers to be like, okay, that's enough. I, I think he was probably closer to doing that uh, a couple of years ago than, you know, and that played out very publicly, but I, I think that was real. Like, I, I think he really was going to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm That's fine. And, and which also leads me to this, and this is why this came up in the news today. If he's really saying, you know, the developers – development of these young receivers is probably going to have a big impact on it. I, I actually believe that. Yeah, I don't think that's too. just him trying to motivate these guys. I think legitimately, if if he's sitting there and these guys don't develop, he's going to be like, you know what? I, I ain't going to do this now. But if they do, and he's able to replace Devontae Adams, and he's got some good young players around him, yeah, I think I, think I could see him still playing for a while. By the way, I think Romeo Dobbs is good. I think he's going to be good. And I think Rodgers is going to, by the end of this year, have the production out of the receivers he probably wants to see. And they can obviously add to that. I don't know as much about um, Christian Watson. Don't have quite as good a feel. They they invested a lot of draft capital in him, though. They drafted Amari Rodgers last year. So there's a lot of options. But if that's the case and that's what's going to bring him back, I'm fairly bullish on their young pass catchers by you know week 14, 15. 
So maybe we do see Rodgers play for a while. And as smug as he is and easy as he is to sort of root against, kind of like Brady in the sense of this, I don't ever want to see him retire when they're playing at this level. The NFL's better with them in it, you know? Yeah, I mean, one big difference between those two guys, uh, Aaron Rodgers has always had his receiver. Like, most recently, it was Devontae Adams, but he's had Jordy Nelson. He had Randall Cobb. Like, he's had other guys that have been, like, his primary receiver. Tom Brady has, you know, throughout the course of his career— has always made it work with, you know, whoever is in that wide receiver room. And he's had talent over the years. Don't get me wrong. He had Randy Moss for a while and Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Like, he's had, you know, high-quality receivers. He's got Mike Evans, you know, now in in Tampa Bay. Um, But he's always been able to make it work with whoever is in that wide receiver room. Aaron Rodgers has always had a security blanket. That's not a knock on Rodgers, but he's always felt more comfortable when he has a primary receiver that he can trust in, over and over and over and over again. And if, you know, whether it's Romeo Dobbs or or somebody else, if there's not somebody that steps up and is able to do that, you know, then you got to wonder, like, how long will he want to continue to do that? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. But they've got these guys for a while. Um, I'm big on Dobbs. I think Dobbs looks looks good that drop I mean he was you know that drop which wasn't a bad drop right it, it was a it was looked like it was going to be a fantastic catch in the end zone and by the way I'm talking about the game the play at the end of the of the Patriots game before it went into overtime I was paying particular attention because I had a Dobbs prop that that hit in overtime but by the way nobody throws a dime like Rogers like that I mean it's ridiculous sometimes his placement on balls. It's wild. How on earth does Aaron Rodgers just have one Super Bowl? Isn't that crazy? As far as just throwing a football, he's in the conversation of the best there ever has been. His ball placement still at his age on a play like that, I mean, that's wild when he does stuff like that. Yeah, and just that's what makes it so much fun, you know, to watch these guys long term and we haven't seen that drop off like that's the crazy thing like there's there's always been that conversation about all right is this going to be the year like for Tom Brady especially you know the more he the, you know he gets into his late 30s you're hearing the the narrative the conversation has he lost a step are the patriots not going to be any good is it belichick and not brady that has led them you know to all of these super bowls and then he continues to go out and produce then he goes to Tampa Bay Will he be able to make it work in in a new city with a new coach and a new system? And he makes it work, and they win a Super Bowl. Then he gets you know to 42, 43, 44, 45. Is he losing a step? How much longer can he go? Is there that pull between the family life and being out on the field? At the end of the day, like it's I I'm not I I okay so I can I can appreciate who Tom Brady is as the greatest to ever do it. I can appreciate that. I believe in that. I understand it. I don't like it. I don't necessarily cheer for it, but I understand it and I respect it. But it's, it is one of the most, if not the most intriguing storyline that we've had. I mean, it goes on year after year after year about whether or not he's going to continue to, to keep it going at a high level. And he certainly does. And the fact that he's wired different and the fact that he is, you know, publicly stated, like I'm going to play until I'm 45 at least. Uh, that's why I go back to what I said at the very beginning of this segment. He could play to 50. He could play to longer than that. 
Who knows? We could be witnessing something completely unprecedented in the game. I, I agree with that. I want to ask you this as we're talking about these guys and how they it just it, totality of the awesomeness of their careers. I well, let's do a real quick mock every quarterback available to you to have, you know, available. Brady's one, right? I, I think we have to take Brady one in that scenario. Where does Rodgers go? And, you know, I, I think that a lot of the young quarterbacks that are looking great right now in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes included, are going to enter into this very same conversation. But we're talking all time here, right? So you can get anybody. You can get Montana. You can get Young. You can get Bradshaw. You can get any of them. Peyton Manning. Anybody's available. Brady's one. That's fine. Where does Rodgers slide in on that? One Super Bowl. But again, he's as gifted throwing a football as we've ever seen. He's got the MVPs. He's got the numbers. He doesn't have the wins. Where does he fall in that? Oh, man. Um, is he two? I guess is the real I don't question. Know, I don't know if I'd put him at two. Um I mean, and granted, Montana, in, in the Montana scenario too? I'm talking about, you just get to have the guy, right? right? Like it's not we're not looking at the teams they played for or anything else. Just that guy individually, you get to have him build around. I mean, I would say that what Joe Montana did for whatever team mm -hmm. he played for, you know, and the the amount of impact he had in San Francisco, then he goes to Kansas City and immediately turns them into a contender. You know, he didn't get any rings with Kansas City, but I mean, that was kind of a plug and play, like. Here he is, and all of a sudden Kansas City is a much, much, much improved team. And just that level of, of excellence that Montana had throughout his entire career, I'd, I guess I'd put him at two and maybe Rodgers at three. I think I agree with that, and I think Rodgers is right there in that conversation. And that's crazy to think about, that we've had Brady and Rodgers you know, playing at the same time for Rogers entire career. It felt that way early with Peyton Manning. Like it's wild yeah. that we get Brady and Manning at the same time. Right. Well, a part of that in the same light on the, on the other half of it is that we've gotten Rogers and Brady at the same time speaks to Brady's insanity. Yeah. But like we've, we've gotten to see that and we've been so lucky for it. I just, I see quotes like that and it gives me hope that, we do get more years of this. Well, and don't I, forget I, too. Again, Brady's, and I don't hope that because I'm a Packers fan. Like I just, sure, I, I want Rodgers to play forever and the Packers to not win a Super Bowl, right? Like I don't mind right. to root for the Packers, but I want to see Rodgers play football because it's better to watch. Yeah, I think we'd be remiss to to not also mention you've got Brady and Mahomes for the last several years. Sure, uh, you know the, you had yep. you had. Brady Manning in the first half and Brady Rogers in the second half. But yeah, the last five years, it's been Brady and Mahomes and this whole narrative of you've got the goat and the baby goat, you know, you've got the, the present and the future doing battle uh, over and over again. That was the narrative going into Sunday night football last night was, is this the last time that we'll ever see Brady and Mahomes? And with the way that things have played out over the last week or two with Tom Brady, uh, it might not be the last time we see it. It might I mean, not that, be. Yeah. No, we could see it for be. another Four or five years, who knows? I, yeah, I know. I, Mahomes, this is, yeah, none of this conversation is disrespect for Mahomes. If he stays on the same trajectory, he will be in this conversation. He's in the conversation for the current, right? He'll be in the conversation for the all-time. 
if things continue down the same path for him. But it, it was really interesting to see Rodgers say that because I think those receivers are getting better, and it makes me feel like he might play a little longer, which good for all of us as football fans because football's better with him in it. Whether you love him or hate him, want to root for him, root against him, whatever it is, he makes it better, and, and that's a part of it. Uh, 869-1240 is the number to call your calls. Let's give away some tickets, Jad. What do you say? Let's give away a four-pack of tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener, which is coming up very quickly. A little more, what, than two weeks. So we got two weeks and change, Tommy, right? Yep. October 22nd, Interest Bank Arena, Wichita Thunder. They take on the Allen Americans to kick off the season, and we want to give you a four-pack of tickets. I love that you guys are opening that on a weekend, by the way. So you get a weekend with the Thunder, a four-pack of tickets. You get two free iced tea cards from HTO, open currently west, coming soon east. Jad will get that taken care of. To caller number three during the break, Tommy and I will be back with more Sports Daily right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Tommy, this song comes on at the bar. You've had a couple beers, kind of feeling it a little bit. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard are you getting down out on the dance floor? Um, man, 10 is the limit. I'm going to say 12. Yeah, me too. This song this song gets the juice flowing. These, these college jams, man, takes me back. Takes me back. Uh, all right. We roll along on a Thursday edition of Sports Daily. College game day coming into Lawrence. Uh, we're beginning to get some of the details for college game day. Uh, it's an exciting time. KU and Lawrence used to it right for basketball, but now it comes in for football. Uh, so a couple of notes on that. 
is we got an email from KU this morning. So if you're wondering, so admission into the college game day festivities is free. You don't have to have a ticket for that. Uh, there'll be live sports center segments, 6.45 a.m., 7.30 a.m. Uh, the signs are welcome. Don't don't obviously have profanity on there. There's a shuttle making trips from the stadium to the south side of campus. Parking is available near the stadium. Will be, though, closed to vehicular traffic. So that might be a little bit different. Uh, that shuttle starts at 6 a.m., Tommy. But, you know, the... The primary attraction on the hill with the pit. Now, this I, this doesn't mean anything to me. It probably does to you and KU fans, though. Uh, opens for fans at 5.30, 5.30 in the morning. Mm. Wake up early if you're going to get out there and party with college game day. <laughs> yeah, Or don't uh, go to bed. Be Maybe that's the better right. answer. Just don't go to bed. I won't be there at 5:30. Uh, I can tell you that much, but I know a lot of KU students probably will. Uh, this is a this is a huge huge deal. Where they're positioning College Game Day, you know, kind of at the bottom of the hill and and facing um, the hill and all of that. I mean, it's going to be just an incredible environment. Uh, I guess that uh, I I think I also read that your boy Pat McAfee is doing his radio show live from KU tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I I like Pat McAfee. I enjoy him as a personality. I, I'll tell you I've never listened to his show. Uh, but I, I him as a personality, I'm I'm Shots in fired. on that. Shots fired. No, it's not a it's not a thing. Like it's not any problem. Like I, I lock into like you know, to us and to the things around here and fantasy football stuff and nerd out that way. But man, I know I know bringing him on board has added a buzz for a lot of people, and that's cool too. Like you know, as as game day is is reinvented and everybody's excited about it that it's coming, that's all a part of it, right? Like that that's a part of the fun here, and and I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this to keep going. Like I, I I'm less afraid than I used to be of a come crashing down moment. But it's still there a little bit. Like, you don't want this, but like, I just can't remember a time of, of almost being here a decade with K State and KU because this kind of buzz was there for K State. K State's had aspirations to a Big 12 title anyway. So the buzz was already there in Manhattan. But now that it's also there in Lawrence, God, it's just, it's just awesome because everybody's talking about one or the other, right? And, and quite frankly, most of the time, everybody, whether you're a KU or K-State fan, is talking about both. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm I'm a KU guy, but uh, I want to see K-State do really well this year because I'm, I'm looking forward to the Sunflower Showdown at the end of the year. And I want both teams to be, you know, strong and, and you know, have a really great matchup the very last game of the season. So it's an exciting time if you're just a college football fan in general in Kansas, uh, because, yeah, as you say, you've got both teams that are. You know, they, they've got the potential to do really big things. They do. And and it's not even potential anymore. They are doing really great things, right? Again, like, I don't know if KU's going to keep the run going and all of a sudden contend for a Big 12 title. I don't think they need to do that. I think they need to, you know, it'd be real nice if they can continue the, the buzz at least one more week, right, while college game day's there and all the attention's on the program. Um, that, that'd be handy for what they're trying to do big picture. But, you know, it, it just... Hang in there, right? Just just hang yeah. in there. Okay, you, you get, at this you point. Get one, you get one more win, and then you're you're pretty much guaranteed a bowl game at that point. You know, so there there still is a, a lot to play for 
uh, for Kansas. And I mean, of course there is, that's an understatement, right? But right. you know, you get, you get one more win against an opponent in TCU that, um, you know, yeah, they, they looked really solid against Oklahoma, but you've got an opportunity here to move to six and zero college game day at your building and, you know, get bull qualified. Uh, th- there's a lot at stake. And another piece of this that I think makes it really exciting. And it comes right after we had a bit of a letdown game for Jalen Daniels. He'll be on display, right? They're going to talk about him for hours on that pregame show, and then you'll go right into seeing him play. That's a big deal, too, for his stakes at, at you know doing something special potentially this year. So it's all there. Those are a few of the details uh, that for, for college game day. Um, have fun, KU fans. Enjoy it. You're, you going, Tommy? I will be there. I won't be there at 530 for you know game day, but I'll, I'll be there. All right, we expect to see a, a sign. Let us know what you'll be holding. We'll, we'll, we'll look for you. We'll look for you. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll put a bow on a Thursday, tell you what's coming up on the air here today on KFH, and get you ready for a big Friday edition of the program. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.